<laughs> Running. With. Scissors. Parental discretion is advised. Stop. This is Evan. This is Kevin. And this is Running, Running with, with Scissors. This episode is going to be called We Didn't Have Time to Name This. Sorry. So before we get into our normal fun and raunchiness, I want to take a second to say uh, I you have our thoughts and prayers go out to the, the Pittsburgh Steelers and the Tennessee Titans, of course, because if you guys didn't know, um, multiple members of the Titans team organization to the players, to the trainers, to the coaches all contracted COVID-19 and there were multiple positive tests this week. So they postponed the game, and then we found out coming out this morning they're actually going to just cancel it and count it as another bye week for both of those teams. Well, they're gonna they're gonna postpone it. It will be played uh, allegedly at another date, but you know, obviously your health matters first. You know, this is just a game at the end of the day. Uh, please get better, especially the linebackers who are bigger guys. I understand that that is kind of a health risk. So hopefully a quick and speedy recovery, and no one else gets sick. Now, speaking of things that are sick, have you guys seen my motherfucking fantasy team? And mine. We're both 3-0, and baby. Yeah, we're doing pretty good. Now, to all the people that I've had to play so far, I got something I would like to say to y'all. Help me. Help me. Nigga. Because y'all are in need of some definite help. I am leading my league by, I want to say, 80 points in fantasy. I'm destroying the opposition. So my last game, I actually won uh, 180-something to 150. The guy scored 150 points. Normally, you'd win that. Right. And I beat him by 30. And why did you win? Who, who was on your team that helped you? Alvin, hold my dick, Kamara. Right, and that man went off for 44 points in my yes. league, and he went off for, what, 51 points in your league? Yes. And I have, well, like 40-something. But I also had uh, uh, Aaron Eckler. Okay. And he went off for 31, I believe. So both my running backs did like <coughs> God numbers. He meant Austin. Austin, meant Austin. my bad. <laughs> Austin. Y- you know, he knows who he is. He did a great job. Unfortunately, he probably won't do as much of a good job the next game. But, you Surprise, know. motherfucker. Exactly. He, he, he did good. And uh, the person I was playing was, had Jalen, uh, the running back, Jalen Robinson or whatever his name is, the running back for the Jaguars, who scored 30 points. So originally he was supposed to beat me by 20. He ended up losing by 30. So it was it was a hell of a week. I was excited. I literally only won my game this week by like two points because Lamar had a terrible game this week. If it wasn't for the fact that literally the, my guy who played me started an injured player who didn't play, I probably would have lost for the first time this season. But a W is a W. Like they say in Fast and Furious, if it's by an inch or by a mile, a win's a win, bitch. Exactly. All right, so moving on to this week's matchups. Kevin, you want to give us a rundown or you want me to do the rundown? So I'm going to do real quick just just to keep it consistent. I'm going to do the week three and then what was surprising, what wasn't. We're going okay. to keep track after this week. So when Evan does the week four, I'm actually going to write down when we take a quick break the, the actual results that we're picking and what happens. So that way we don't, you know, accidentally forget who's in the lead with these picks. So on Thursday – of last week, uh, the Dolphins beat the Jaguars. I mean, both those teams suck. I mean, why is that a Thursday night game? And why is the Broncos and the Jets this Thursday night game? That's awful. Uh, Patriots beat the Raiders. Uh, forget you, Evan. I told you that was going to happen. Uh, Bears beat the Falcons. Bills beat the Rams. Bad. Um, Browns beat the Washington football team. Titans beat the Vikings. Sorry. Uh, 49ers beat the Giants. Uh, Eagles and the Bengals tied. 
Ew, that's like a shit bowl. They said both of them walked in winless and walked away winless. I know. Ain't that some shit? (laughs) And then the Steelers beat the Texans. The Steelers are rolling. Uh, The Colts beat the Jets. The Panthers beat the Chargers. The Bucks beat the Broncos. The Lions beat the Cardinals, which was surprising. Not to me if you paid, if you watch the game. The that that Lions run game is pretty good with Adrian Peterson in there. It is. He does he does a good job. He doesn't put up good fantasy numbers per se, but he's he Im- opens impactful. It up. He opens in the it way up. he needs to be for the team to actually win real life meaningful yes, games. Of course. Um the Seahawks beat the Cowboys and actually a pretty exciting game. And then the game of the week for me, besides the Chiefs Ravens game, which is the obvious pick, was the Packers and the Saints. The Packers beat the Saints. Barely. That was a high scoring game. And then Monday night, the Chiefs beat the hell out of the Ravens. It was very surprising, but honestly, it just shows that Lamar, when put to pressure, cannot throw. So we want to go from football of last week to football of this week. So let me give you guys a rundown for this week's games. All right, so first game, as he said, was Thursday night tomorrow, or it's tonight because we're recording on Thursday this week. So Broncos-Jets, I think they're both 0-3, but I'm going to go ahead and say – I'm going to put my foot in the sand. I'm going to say Jets because the Broncos have had a quarterback carousel after you think about it. Even if the Jets haven't won yet, I just I feel more confident in, in Sam Darnold for having three weeks consistently with the offense under center. I, I got to go Broncos just because I have no faith in the Jets at this point. Okay. Uh, Ravens, Washington. Uh, Ravens. Ravens. Chargers, Bucks, Bucks. Seahawks, Dolphins. Seahawks. Vikings, Texans. You know what? I'm going to be a good fan. I'm going to say us. I believe in us. I, I also say you guys. Saints, Lions. I'm actually going to be a contrarian and say the Lions. Saints. All right, Browns, Cowboys. Um, I think Cowboys. Cowboys mm, are due one. If the Browns run game was as good as it was last week, I think they can win against a lot of mediocre teams. And right now the Cowboys are mediocre because they're not consistent. So I'm going to say Browns. Uh, Jaguars, Bengals, Jags. Jags. Colts, Bears. The Bears. The Bears. Are going down by the Colts. Because I'm picking the Colts. No, the Bears. (laughs) All right, uh, Cardinals, Panthers. Cardinals. Panthers. Giants, Rams. 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 Bills, Raiders. Bills. Uh, Patriots, Chiefs. Chiefs! You know what? Fuck the haters. We're going to somehow pull a win out. The Patriots! And you know what happens when, when you pull one out, right? There's a word we ha- or a phrase we use for it. You know what it is? Surprise, motherfucker. You bust in here like I told you we gonna win. Oh, I am. I'm literally wearing the Tom Brady jersey to work, and I'm telling everyone to go fuck themselves. Which is funny because Tom Brady left you like an absentee father. Mm. All right, so Eagles at uh, Niners. Niners. Falcons at Packers. 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 That's easiest game all week. That's like a that's an ass whooping. Do the Falcons know how to win? Do the Falcons know how to not choke? Oh, speaking of the Falcons, uh, random sidebar story that actually fits in here. I saw the funniest shit this week, guys. There's a young lady that lives in Atlanta that is a was a devout like uh, Falcons fan. This lady burned almost like two grand in memorabilia. When I say she went through her whole house, she was ripping posters off the wall. She was throwing helmets. She was throwing autographed jerseys. She was throwing the magnets off the fridge. She was ripping stickers off of her car. And she took every single memorabilia. She broke half of her fucking garage, taking all of the Falcon shit, put it into a bonfire and burned that shit and called them all a choke fest and said, fuck this shit because they'd be breaking her heart. 
And let me just say, I don't care if my team wins all the games in the year go 0-16. If I pay for some shit, I'm keeping my shit. Yeah, I was going to say, at the end of the day, the Falcons players are going to see that video because it did go viral. And they're going to be like, well, you paid for it, so you can burn it. Sure. We got the money for it. Right. Like, I already got my nut. It's already in my bank account. Like, nothing changes. <laughs> cool. <laughs> all right, moving on. And then the last game, which, as we said earlier, may or may not be paid this week or anytime soon, Steelers-Titans. Again, we do hope you guys make a speed recovery and that Please. no one passes or has any terminal illness that Please God. infects them with having COVID. All right, so switching sports for a little bit, we're going to go move over to basketball. We're going to talk about the NBA Finals. So if you guys were watching, was it last night, right? Was it the day before? Was it yesterday? It was last night. It was last night. So last night, the, the Lakers and the Heat played game one of the finals. Yep. And when I say, like, your boy Anthony Davis was killing people, like, I, I had to pull this one out of my bag of sound bites that I hide. Audio jungle. Jungle. That was the sound of him beating on his chest as he was like a man child in the in that court, man. When I say he was the best player on the court last night, it was evident. Uh, LeBron was one assist away from a triple double, though. I'm not saying LeBron didn't have a good game, but Anthony Davis and that bench went on a 75 to 30 run. That was the hugest run I've ever seen in a game. I gotta say, all right. So Dragic went down with the injury. He's probably out for the series. Uh, Bam went out for. Injury, Bam went out. I don't know yet. We haven't gotten an update on him yet. I can give you that because I, I saw it in there. Um, I don't know if he's playing tonight, but I can tell you what it is. Um, if you guys were watching the last series where they played the Celtics, he aggravated his shoulder, so he reaggravated the injury. Gotcha. This game, so that's what he was. He was out for earlier. He was a reaggravated. He was. Injury. He was holding his arm. I noticed that. But uh, yeah. And then Jimmy Butler. I mean, obviously he played through it, but he also got hobbled for a brief period of time during that game as well. Honestly. I mean, I hate to I hate to say this because I, I was wrong with the Nuggets and I was wrong with all the other teams I picked so far with the NBA, but I think it might actually be 4-0 Lakers. I originally said 6-0, or sorry, 6-2, or six games, Lakers in six, 4-2, but I, I got to say, I think they sweep at this point. I don't see a sweep. I think that these the um, Heat have too much heart to literally take a take no W. They're gonna take at least a game. I think because like again, one game everybody can come out and play bad in one game. But the great thing about NBA basketball in the finals is it's a series, not one. That's and true. If they, and you, again, you have to remember there's there's no travel. There's no anything. There's no home court advantage. So all they have to do is wake up today, eat their fucking Wheaties, and remember to stretch, and they have an equal chance of winning the next game. Facts. Don't let the names get you fucked up. Like they can still win this. I still say Lakers in four, but we'll we'll see. I'm I'm excited to watch. I might watch every single game of that series. To be honest with you, that's it's exciting to watch the new kids on the block try to fight their best against LeBron. Here at Capital Workspaces, they provide fully furnished office spaces, podcast rooms, and even kitchens to help you be your most productive self. Because here at Capital Workspace, they realize. Everybody needs a little something to get themselves going to be their best self. Here we have artists, musicians, audio technicians, podcasters like us. who all come here to get stuff done to help us be our best selves and get our brands where we want them to be. Capital Workspaces. Get here and get to work. All right, so this week for movies, we reviewed the movie Antebellum, which is a Jordan Peele original so I thought, as Kevin told me, it's actually done by his studio who yeah. who wrote it. So it's a little bit different. So, Kevin, what are your thoughts on this one? Uh, well, was a little surprised. Uh, the commercial kind of lied. It was not a horror movie, nor was it really a thriller. It was more like a suspenseful drama, at the very least. Uh, I'll give it a 7.8. I didn't hate it. 
it's not a bad review. I'm sure there's a lot of people that are going to have even more problems with it. My main issue is the advertising was misleading. The story was not as cohesive as it could have been. Like they could have transitioned to certain feelings or moods or tones at the very least uh, better. And uh, I don't know. I just, I wasn't expecting it. So I guess that's why the initial reaction wasn't as good because when we were watching it, we literally looked at each other like, what the hell is this? But uh, one positive I did want to put is the acting. Well, the cinematography, of course, was well shot, but it's a Jordan Peele movie. He's really good at that. Uh, Janelle Monet killed it. Please marry me. Love you. But she killed it. She does such a good job with the range that she's given. The kid actor in it, it's amazing. Uh, basically, everyone's really good uh, as far as the acting goes, as far as how it's shot, as far as the music and the, the tone that they set for certain scenes. I just wish it was more cohesive. And I wish that they had been more honest with the trailers. A lot of times these trailers are just not honest with what the movie is going to be. So I went into it with my friend thinking, okay, this is going to be a horror movie. It was, it was absolutely not. And the first 30 minutes proved that. I don't have much of a review on this one. Cause like one thing I will say is they made it seem like it was a horror thriller movie. It was honestly just social commentary that had some degree of, of, of suspense to it, but like not my cup of tea. And you're not a fan of that at all. Like no. I've, I've tried to like, get him to watch Get Out. He won't do it. He tried to get me to watch Us. Wouldn't do it. I will never intentionally like watch social commentary. It's literally like if you try to force me to eat my vegetables when I was a kid. Like I'm just, I'm just not doing it. He still won't. Yeah, nah, not to this day at all. So speaking of movies, we want to talk about our favorite movie soundtracks. So I'm going to go first and list out my five, and I'll give you my why for that. All right, so my favorite five movie soundtracks are Kill Bill Volume 1, mm-hmm. Sing, the animated movie. Fast and Furious Tokyo Drift. Classic. Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. Very classic. And then, of course, Suicide Squad. So one thing I like about movie soundtracks is I like when they have the ability to add to the film score and the overall film direction, but also can function and like stand as their own standalone music and still be like listen-worthy. And I feel like all five of those film songs do that very well, which is why they are near and dear to my heart. I agree. Uh, the five that I have is a little different, but... Uh the Disney fans are going to kill me for this, but I actually love Tarzan. Phil Collins snapped, snapped on that thing. He talks about Phil Collins snapping the way I talk about my grandma when she used to make Thanksgiving food. Grandma, you snapped on that damn turkey. Well, look, it felt like I got turkey when I heard that movie. That was amazing, and I felt satisfied at the end. So, Shrek and Shrek 2, I put on the same level. Uh, Shrek was great because it had all-star, you know, Smash Mouth songs, and it was classic. But Shrek 2 has the greatest rendition of I Need a Hero that I've ever heard in my life. It's amazing. Uh, I have Get Rich or Die Trying. I know I put that as the album that I really liked a couple episodes back. But to clarify, this is actually the soundtrack soundtrack version with Whip Your Head, uh, with Best Friend. All of those songs slap on their own. Like He could have released this as its own album, and I would have bought it. And it was for the soundtrack. And 50 Cent made his own music for it, much like Eminem did the 8 Mile soundtrack with a couple of artists in between. Very well done. Love that one. And then the next one is Guardians of the Galaxy. Uh, I mean, if you're a 70s or 80s kid, like this is literally childhood music. It's great, well done. It fits the mood and the silliness of the story. And then the last one is, it's not a standalone, like it mentions stuff from the movie, so it's definitely tied to the movie very heavily. But I love Black Panther. 
I will literally blast that in my car whenever I want to because it's, it's great by itself. Everything from the intro to the little skits and stuff that are in between, fantastic all around. Okay. So one other thing we wanted to rate in the top five list this week, we have a special only for October, which is going to be our Conjuring Universe rating. So, Kevin, list out the movies in the order that you want to put them. All right. So there's seven Conjuring movies as of right now. Uh, obviously, 2020. The third Conjuring movie has not come out yet. But the I'll, we'll start from the bottom. Number seven for me is La Llorona. Uh, that is such a great story. Uh, Mexican heritage, not only Mexican heritage, like actual cultural uh, story. It's taken from one of the scariest stories I've ever heard in my life, and they made it so stupid. Uh, number six is Annabelle, the first one. There was only one good scary scene in the entire movie, and it was supposed to be the scariest movie ever. Awful. And, I mean, I like what they did with the doll, but that's my only real, like, it was stupid. It was just this weak-ass couple doing porn-level acting, trying to run away from shadows. <laughs> uh, the Nun, I, I know a lot of people like this one, but The Nun is at number six, or, sorry, number five, because it was good. I liked the twist that they had in it, and The Nun scares the hell out of me. But when you really look at it from, like, just from a non-biased point of view, it's it's not a great story, and it's kind of boring at times. And it doesn't make sense in the overall Conjuring universe when you really put it in there. Uh, Annabelle 3, which is Annabelle Comes Home or something like that, that is going to be number four. It's not bad. It's kind of like the Avengers meets the horror, but a lot of those were just, like, weak villains, and the only good one was the uh, Ferryman. And they don't really use them much. Like, they just put coins everywhere and it was like, okay. Uh, Annabelle two creation was really good. Uh, it made me actually care about the Annabelle trilogy from the first one. It brought back the, you know, good wishes and it made it really scary. And, and the Annabelle demon was terrifying in that one. Holy God, that thing snapped this man's fingers back. Like they were snapping a pop tart in half. It was crazy. Uh, the conjuring is actually number two, not the conjuring two. the conjuring is I put it under The Conjuring 2 only because both of them are almost flawless horror movies. Fantastically well done. Uh, James Wan is a legend for this. But The Conjuring, uh, Bathsheba, is just not as scary to me as The Nun. Because growing up Catholic, something about a demon nun is just very eerie and off-putting. And I did like the uh, the, crea the way that they kind of mixed it into the... Um, the Amityville story without making a whole new Amityville movie, which has been done at least 37 times and counting. Exactly. All right. So uh, one other thing we talk about uh, every week we do, what's called story time. Now it's going to be a thing. Uh, I think for this story week, I'm going to tell us a story about when we went to Longhorn. Would you be cool with that one? Yeah. All right. Let's tell the Longhorn story. All right. So, all right, you guys, I get really excited telling these stories. Uh, first things first, we always say thank you for supporting your local dirt bags, but we'll swim now while we get called ourselves the local dirt bags. All right, so a few years ago, one of our near and dear friends, we're going to call him Agent M, his dad passed. Uh, rest in peace uh, to your father, of course, if you're listening to this, Agent M. And, of course, I do am glad that it didn't stop you from being the best person that you could be. 
and I'm glad it's seeing you grow since I've known you about five years now, and I'm, I'm glad that you've gotten past it. But in this point in time, you were on one agent, M. You were fucking tripping. So this man's dad had a life insurance policy. So when I say this nigga was paid, like, he was the kind of person, like, when you give this man money, he's going to spend it absorbently on ignorant shit. So this nigga comes in, like, Versace, like, like wearing, like, dripping the most expensive shit he can have in his big-ass truck. Like, hey, let's go to the liquor store, man. I feel like buying a bottle. Anytime someone points to the back shelf in the back where the dust is, they're going to buy some expensive shit. Was it, uh, was it, I think it was Crown Royal, was it Patron Gold that we did? It was one of the Crown Royals that was, like, rare or whatever it was. The rare one that they had was, like, $200. It was, like, a purple box. And it had, it, had like yeah. a, it had, like, a velvet silky bag. It was the nice shit. And he's like, hey, man, I want steak. Let's go get some steak. And I was like, I don't really say it like that, but motherfucker said he's buying, so I'm in. So we go over to the, the, our local Longhorn. And while we're there, where she's like, get whatever you want. Get whatever you need. And so we're eating. I'm, I ordered, like, a portor. We, we all ordered enough food to, like, feed 10 people. Right, it was it was good, and he's like, "All right, I'm gonna go to the bathroom," and then he goes outside, um, and then I'm just like, "Wait a minute, uh, the bathroom ain't outside." Okay, uh, give it about another ten minutes. This nigga has not come back yet. I go outside. This nigga's just tripping, chilling. Then I go back inside, and then uh, Kevin's just like, "He's probably just about to throw up or something, or throwing up." I'm like, "All right, cool, cool." So you're gonna go check on him. So he goes and he leaves, and then and then there was one black. The melanated one, myself, and so I'm just sitting there, and the waiter she's looking at me, and I'm looking at her, and I'm just like, "It's been a minute now, like nigga, let's wrap it up to throwing up." Like, I, no one throws up for thirty minutes, and I go look, and they're chilling in the car, and I get a text message that says "bolt," and I was like, "Oh shit!" This to, is be, not, oh. to be fair, he's the one that texted it, and once I knew what was happening, the white did come back and pay the bill. But before I, when the black, the other melanated one, didn't know what was going on, I slid. I don't know how my big fat ass six four. 300 pounds at the time was gonna slide out of there but i did because like that that was a shitty longhorn next thing you know, i'm like knees adjusting it over to your local cvs just like bucking and then like i see a, i see a van is like get in the car and then we end up pulling back because kevin pushed out um puss out is no kevin's not gonna break the law okay, and, and, and i i actually feel bad because i had to like re you know kill the person that passed away because i had to tell them hey sorry he he had an emotional moment his parent just passed and i had to give them the money like that was a good excuse and I, we definitely under tipped the shit out of that man i think he made a dollar that night sorry whoever you are yeah, so after we had paid for that and we were going, like, we still have that bottle. He's like, hey, you guys, here's what we're going to do because I got so much fucking money now. We're going to drive through this neighborhood. We're all going to take one swig of this, and then we're going to throw this in the window. Then he, like, hits the brakes really hard on the fucking car, and I almost hit my head on the dashboard. And do you know what this degenerate decides he wants to do? He's like, hey, man, there's a tent over there in the woods. Let's go jump and beat up the tent. So him and the white over here start, like, jumping the tent, like, just kicking the tent like it's like a gangster rap beef. <laughs> I'm just watching them just going ham on a tent just destroying somebody's property <laughs> what do you want to you want to speak for yourself going you want to defend the tent to be fair uh it was a child's tent outside of their house and the tent actually held up very well considering my 300 plus pound ass uh definitely like rammed it uh what he really meant to say is fuck you little timmy so um as I said, he was saying, all right, let's get back in the car now. I was like, so that's what I was saying. Because, of course, he's, he's just all over the place right now. He's like, we're all taking the swig, then we're done with this. I'm like, cool. We're in a residential neighborhood for this next part. And we're driving down the street in his 6 foe 
clocking the bitches, but not jocking the hoes because there was no girls on this this adventure. This was all a meat fest. It was blah. so we all take a swig and then like we're we're really driving by like people's houses and like he's like, hey Evan, I need you to lean back real quick. I'm like, like Fat Joe, like why I got to lean back? The fuck? And he's like, just lean the fuck back. And he I, he opens my window to my side. He then throws the bottle across my body out the car and hits somebody's fucking mailbox and destroys the bottle, then speeds the fuck off. And I was like, no. Very strong mailbox, by the way. Yeah, that was uh, that was that was that was American strong. Ford tough. What's up, y'all? This is Evan, and this is my turn because we get the off and off and on for the commercials, like a child that's between two parents. Uh, for me to talk about Patreon, it's near and dear to my heart, of course. Um, so, if you guys don't know, the way we were able to do what we do with the show and make the content that we do is through donation and through our own pocket set of our money. So whenever you guys can find something that you want to donate, even if it's like a penny or a dollar, whatever you don't have, we are always more than appreciative. So um, as you guys know, we've been talking about it for a couple weeks, is for the first 100 patrons, we actually intend on giving you guys a special gift of a t-shirt with our first ever merch design. We have just actually finished getting it done this week, and I'm proud to announce that we're going to be coming out with a design for everybody to see in about a week and a half's time once we can get it to the printer. You guys, can't, you're not going to be able to wait for this. It's going to be hot in Topeka. But no. So the way you guys are able to help us make those things and let us do what we do is you go head on over to www.patreon.com slash R-U-N-N-I-N-W-I-T-S-C-I-S-S-O-R-S. That's www.patreon.com slash runningwithscissors to tune in for the fun. Thank you. And... To a niggity and infinity and beyond. Hey guys, we want to talk to you about a couple of breaking news stories, or at least as breaking as it can be on a Thursday when we record. All right, so we're going to talk about Tory Lanez first. So if you guys Please. didn't know, Tory Lanez got into a big tiff with uh, Megan Thee Stallion back in July because apparently at a party, uh, he allegedly shot her in the foot. As she was leaving his car. Yes. Now I say allegedly because again we weren't there, and I don't want to speak for people because I it's always word versus word. But from what it seemed like and all the details, he did. It seemed like R. Kelly, like the nigga, did this shit. We were we're pretty confident he probably did that shit. Yes. So he went radio silent, like you unplugged a fucking radio for months, and then out of nowhere, this nigga tries to drop an album with a baby picture called Daystar, which is his first, his first original. His actual Where first he name. raps about. Oh, I was drunk. That's why I didn't text you the next day. And all these details about the case. So we might be garbage, but we're not trash. He is trash. Trash. When you write a diss track to a woman you physically assaulted. And you shot. Are trash. Not just physically assaulted. Shot. Trash. And I don't feel for you. You fuck you. I was one of your biggest fans, but I'm I'm not banging with anybody thinks it's funny to make and trivialize domestic abuse. You can put all the baby pictures you want. You're never going to be little Wayne. Now, other things that should be uh, trivialized, of course, are the actions of white people. And no one knows more about white people than our our resident melanin deficient man right here across from me. So what do you got for us this week on the Caucasity? Hi, this just in honky news. I wanted to talk to you about uh, knife competitions, which I didn't know was a real thing until I saw it on video. Extreme so, knife competitions. So apparently it was a guy running around. It was like an obstacle course before his arm. And he was slicing it. First off, I swear to God, I thought he was going to cut his own arm off, which would have been an amazing <laughs> end to that video. But he started slicing away at random. It looked like wood and like bamboo and stuff. And 
I don't know what the point of that was besides maybe he's preparing to be Jason in the next Friday the 13th movie. But yeah, uh, the fucking caucasity. What the fuck is that? And then they're all cheering him on like he was, you know, bowling a 300. And I was like, no, no, he's slicing with a knife. A two-year-old could do that. Give my little cousin a knife. She will slice that thing up. So if you didn't know, the actual extreme knife competition you just talked about is a real thing where different companies of knife companies are competing to show whose knife is the, the strongest after multiple tests. So fun fact about me, you guys didn't know. My first Evo occupation that I did was I worked door-to-door sales for a company called Vector Marketing, and they had a brand called Cutco, which sold knives. So what I would do is I'd go around, and I would just show these people these knives from a catalog, like the chocolate thing you would do if you had kids in school, and they would pick out what they'd want to get. So, so part what you're of, saying is well, that yeah, mm-hmm. a black man went door-to-door with knives and showed it to the white people. I know. In this social climate, I would probably got bullets in my chest if it was not 2013 at the time. Um, but you would go door-to-door, and the one of the things we did to show people the quality of the product is we would do a, a test to show them. We would actually walk around in a bag with a sh- with a rope, a ropes part, a cloth, and different materials, and we'd show you how easily it cut through, like just like butter through a product. And it's like okay. these guys are doing the same thing, but there's there's no reason to make an extreme, and there's no reason for an optical course. That's really just some melanin deficient thought process going on there. That's all I can really think of right there. Yes, indeed. And then I wanted, or I guess Evan's going to talk to you guys about a new trailer that came out recently. No, I think I'm, I'm cool with you doing this one. You can, you can do this one. It's, it's all you. Okay, so I was on Twitter uh, looking up absolutely nothing, just scrolling. And I came across uh, something from 21 Savage that someone had repeat, or retweeted that said, uh, new album coming soon. And I was like, okay, what's this video? So I listened to it, and the first two seconds of it, Morgan Freeman starts talking. When you can get the... Teddy Sprinkles on the microphone for you, you know you made it somewhere. And this man was talking about what it means to be a savage. And that shit was hyping me up. I wanted to run through a brick wall. I was ready to be a savage. And then he said at the very end, because a savage is not someone to be fucked with. And I've never heard this man cuss in a very long time, because most of his movies he doesn't cuss because he usually plays God. But this man... Literally said yes, 21 Savage for his hype man, and he's going to be in the album, allegedly, as like, you know, little intros and stuff like that. That is fire. I'm not even a 21 Savage fan, and that is fire. And Young Metro, who, if he don't trust you, I got to shoot you, is going to be on there if as well. Young Metro don't trust, trust you, you, I'm going to shoot you. You know what's crazy is every time I hear that now, because of how dominant he is as an artist, the first person I think about is Future. First one I think about is uh, Beautiful Morning. I don't know the word. I'm sorry. I don't know the words for good it's summer. Amazing. Good good summer was a great album. I know what you, I know what you're talking about though. All right. So one of the person he's a fan of is Chadwick Boseman, and he actually had a movie fact for you guys about Twenty One Bridges. I actually had someone say they liked movie facts. I'm gonna try to bring it back, but I want it to be. I'm trying to find more horror movie facts because it's October. It's spooky season. Ooh, oh, so. oh, horror movie fact. At the end of the 21 Savage trailer, one thing we almost forgot to talk about. It was inspired by horror movies, and they were actually an homage to The Shining, where they had like the the, the um the elevator blood thing come in. Savage yeah, yeah, yeah. Too. It, it, it did show like, the river of blood, which was really it cool. was really cool. And it actually looks kind of like did in the movie because you know graphics have significantly improved. Right, but. Yeah, so uh, we're going to do more horror movie facts as it goes along. Um, in the near future, probably 2021, I'm actually going to be launching uh, you know, my own thing with movie stuff because a lot of you like hearing about movies. And from someone that doesn't really give a fuck what you know, the Oscars think or anything like that, I'm just here to tell you if I liked it or not. But anyway, movie fact about Chadwick Boseman. 
Uh, this man just keeps getting greater, and it's really sad because now I miss him more. But in 21 Bridges, which was one of the last movies he did, actually the second to last movie he did, uh, they had, he had a white co-star who was, I'm not going to give her a role away because it's a spoiler, but basically she was a fellow cop, and she was, the actress didn't feel like she was getting compensated enough. They were trying to lowball her. And she felt some type of way, but she was willing to keep going with the movie because, you know, she wanted to be a part of the crew. That's a normal thing. Well, not a normal thing, but that's an average happening for women to be underpaid on set. Absolutely. You saw it a lot in, like, if you watch, like, the X-Men movies or if you saw a lot, any of, like, the Fantastic Four. A lot of the famous people like Jessica Alba were notoriously underpaid for the performance. Which is why there was no third Fantastic Four movie, believe it or not. Yeah. But, so, Chadwick, knowing that this was the case, oh man, I miss him. He actually donated part of his salary to compensate how much the difference was between what she got and what she wanted to get or what she had requested from the studio. How he got the information, I'm not sure. But he compensated her and donated it out of his own salary to make sure that she felt like she was part of the team and that she was compensated correctly. Much love and much appreciation. So uh, one uh, new thing we're going to start doing is Twitter topics where we just figure out whatever the most popping things are today. Uh, so I'm going to start this one. And it's not this ain't popping. I don't really know how you, you segue into this nicely. but So Tiger put his dick on Twitter. I, I ain't got no way to, to bubble into that. Unfortunately, uh, in seeing the topic and clicking on it, both me and Evan had to see things we wish we could erase from our brains. And when I say Tiger, I don't mean Woods, the one who had the white wife trying to. Th- no, I mean like the, the on-again, off-again California rapper. The one that made Rack City and then nothing else. Of note, because he's of he's note. been around doing features, but yeah. So he he put a he put he leaked his own nudes. You know your life has to suck when you leak your own fucking nudes. But it ended up being a marketing ploy because he also made OnlyFans. How do you feel, Kevin, about it when professionals or established people who have already con- conceivably made a consistent stream of income making OnlyFans like your Bella Thorns? So I was not going to go easy on Bella Thorn when she did hers. And I don't even know the girl. I don't really care about her. And I'm not and I'm not a Tiger fan at all. And I'm not going to be easy on him. Tiger ain't a Tiger fan. First off, yeah. I mean, first off, uh, you still look like you're 17. Uh, second off, uh, you lost the only marketing ploy you ever had, which was Kylie Jenner. And you couldn't even get her pregnant. So you couldn't even get what now is going to be Travis Scott's immortal call to fame. Then... It's you, lit! Then you create an OnlyFans page when you're already allegedly a millionaire, but let's be real here. I know every single album you've put out since like the first two has flopped. So obviously you're not making no money off that because no one's listening to you, but then you're going to take away from people that genuinely use that to like get money. You're trash, you're garbage. And every time I hear you, you're like Birdman. I skip the damn song. So what's your Twitter topic for the day? So, I saw this and I felt some type of way about it. And I know you saw it as well. So I want you to speak out your piece as well. So unfortunately, Chrissy Teigen and John Legend lost their, uh, you know, newborn boy, Jack. Uh, Actually, last night slash this morning. Um, You know, really deepest condolences. Uh, I know that Chrissy Teigen has put out a lot of really creepy stuff in her past. All these tweets that they pulled up has also been many years old. I want to make that clear. Like, it's not like this is something she did last week. But she did a lot of, like, borderline pedophilic, like, weird shit that she probably feels bad about and should never, you know, have put out there. But you can't, like, start dissing an unborn child that passed away in, in labor because of something that their mom tweeted, like, five years ago. That's, that's ridiculous. And the people on Twitter, you guys are awful because 
they just lost their kid. And that's the first thing I see on their, on their feed when I'm going on Twitter or Instagram is, oh, well, this is one less kid for you to, you know, groom or some creepy shit. Like, that's not what she does. And both of them lost their baby. That's John Lennon's kid, too. Or, John, geez, John Legend's like said, kid, John too. Lennon. Yoko Ono's sitting here somewhere like, wrong again, motherfucker! <laughs> but what do, what do you think about that? I know you had thoughts. So I have a bigger overarching topic, which I guess we talk about with people individually. It was I do not like the way that normal, everyday people like you or I treat other people who have more power or influence yes. like they're a different species or a different thing altogether. Like they talk about people as though just because they don't know them, their lives are trivial and everything's a joke. And I don't like that. Like I understand it when it happens with sports, like when an athlete has a bad game. Like if you go online and you saw this week when the Chiefs tapped that backside against the Ravens, people were laying into Lamar Jackson making like you are running back memes and saying that Patrick's uh, unborn child is going to be named after him and shit. Like, and I guess some of it's funny. But then it's but the other side as well, where then they made they made they trivialized Mahomes' relationship, saying, "Oh, she poked a hole in the condom. Oh, she trying to get that bag." Like. Like, he can't have someone be in love with him and, like, have it be a legitimate relationship. And for all you guys that actually know and follow Patrick Mahomes, that is his long-term high school sweetheart or college sweetheart. He's known her for a, a long time. So this is not like she just rolled up on there. Y'all ain't say that shit about LeBron's wife. I want to hear y'all say that shit about Patrick's wife. Right. Just show some respect to people because they're still people, too. And I don't care who it is. It could be my worst nemesis. But I would never wish a miscarriage on anybody because it's, it's not just the fact that you lost a living being in you. But it's somebody that you you tie a part of your life to that it's a trauma you never get back, and also it just it it it, it for a lot of women who have miscarriages, it changes the way they feel about themselves and they feel worthless because one of the big things is that society as a whole treats women as though like their main role is to be able to produce a life, and yes. when you find yourself unable to do that, a lot of women blame themselves and feel themselves lacking almost as if. Being able to give a successful birth is a part of womanhood. But like someone like that, like your Gabrielle Union, who through no fault of her own couldn't do that, you're no less of a woman. You're amazing all for the things that you do. Exactly. And the last thing I'll add to that, because Evan, Evan said that perfectly, I agree, is, you know, if I ever got famous, and if Evan ever got famous, I'm sure he shares the same thing. You know, if you were in high school with me, I've said plenty of things that I regret on Twitter and online and in person. And I've done plenty of things I'm not proud of that I'm sure they could dig up if they really tried. Jumping tents. <laughs> and a lot more. But, sorry, Mom. But, <laughs> you know, it's it's like I'm a human being at the end of the day. Chrissy Teigen's a human being at the end of the day. You know, for people like R. Kelly, obviously I don't have sympathy for them because what they did is unforgivable. But for someone saying, like Kevin Hart making that joke and then being canceled from the Oscars and stuff like that, it's like at the end of the day, these people are, are human beings. And you got to remember that. Like it was, behind the camera is someone that actually feels like you and I. And that's why the suicide rate is so damn high these days, especially among celebrities, because you guys literally bully them to death. And it's ridiculous. And you need to stop. And with that one, that's going to conclude episode five, which is we didn't have time to figure out a name for this. So we'll just let it be what it is. Um, and with that, as always, as we always do to infinity and the fuck you evan oh you thought like shit you thought like a somebody fuck you bitch